What up, guys? Run DMT here, reminding you to head over to KillYourEgoNow.com and check out our past podcast episodes, releases, and new merch. And if you use the code PODCAST15, you get 15% off of our order. Also, don't forget to join our mailing list on the head of the site to get exclusive offers, discounts, freebies, and so much more. Find all this and more at KillYourEgoNow.com. See you there. Do you read us a bedtime story? Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Drink Tickets. Uh, I am here with my boy Seth Richardson. My name is Hudson or Wubson. We out here talking about some crazy shit today, but this time we just talking for funsies. This ain't going to be like other episodes where it's like a super research intensive, like I didn't, you know, parts of me didn't die and uh, days of my life were not lost in order to learn about this topic. As a matter of fact, I think Seth and I spent a collective 15 minutes researching this before. Uh, That's about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we heard about this shit. We like started emailing about a while ago. We we're like, this is fucking cool. But this episode's just going to be us fucking talking. We're just having fun with this one. Like a little jam right, session or whatever. Have, yeah, we're just kind of having a little conversation. And like we both, uh, you know, but we haven't researched this super heavily. Like we're both musicians. And so this is something that like I think kind of hits, you know, like hits a little close to home. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm sure that it'll at least, it'll get some lively debate out of it as well. For sure. Um, and, like, there's also, like, you know, of course, we, you know, I love my history episodes and I love all that, you know, fucking, I can't wait to talk about Tchaikovsky and more fucking blues singers and I can't wait to start doing more rock musicians because we've been, we've been more hip hop focused oh, yeah. so far. But, like, there's going to be a couple of episodes where we just wild and having fun too, where we're talking about modern shit, history that is possibly in the making. Um, yes, indeed. And this could be some shit. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are talking about motherfucking MJ. And I don't mean Michael Jordan, I mean Michael Jackson. The one and only, the king of pop. The one and only, a god, if you will. Yes, indeed. So, so, oh, one more thing before we get started, y'all. This episode is also like kind of conspiracy heavy so it's really fun but it's gonna get kind of out there at times so definitely like pour yourself an extra one or roll yourself up some fucking devil's cabbage collard greens fucking baby arm size chewbacca nugs or something like that you know whatever you got to do to relax you know exactly do some yoga (laughs) take do some do some yoga do some stretches drink some water you know deep breaths All that shit. All that good for you shit. Our story begins when the homie died in 2009. All right? So drink for beginning of the end and drink for, pour one out for the homie because whenever you talk about MJ's death, you, you right. just gotta, right? You gotta, you gotta pour one out for MJ. Always, always, always. Always, always. And a year after, in 2010, a deal was struck between Sony Records and and the Jackson estate to release 10 posthumous records with like his unreleased tracks and shit. Right. So like basement tapes, you know, mm-hmm. like, like demos right. and shit. They're just, and they're just milking the, you know, the estate wants to make money. Like fucking who, I mean, family's got to take care of the family, bless them. And fucking labels trying to make some money as well. Whatever this is. So the, the album Michael comes out later that year. And it's the first one. Uh, and you know, Seth and I were bumping some of it earlier. It's fun. Okay, we, we were checking out this track, uh, Monster, featuring 50 Cent. Check this shit out. It's it's a cool so it's a cool track, right? And like, uh, but like the I have to so. Oh oh I have oh to, wait, where's the butt, Seth? Where's the butt? <laughs> so like I exactly there, there's always there's always a it's big, a big, it's a big, big butt. hairy butt. Yeah. 
but uh, tell me about that ass but though. I didn't I I didn't believe it was Michael until four minutes and fifteen seconds in, or until four minutes and fifteen seconds into the five minute and four second track, and that's like at the end when he starts riffing and like doing all the like the growls and the runs and shit. It's like oh, okay, that's Michael. You know what I mean? Like so like so that's that's. That's one thing I have to say after hearing that is like I like it is a good track objectively like it's a fun like you know like poppy dance track but it like it doesn't feel like Michael. So it's really funny you say that Seth cuz a lot of people felt the exact same way the minute it came out. So uh a lot of people um, there was a media started a conspiracy theory, uh, started talking about it online and a bunch of super fans really started getting into it, like on Reddit and 4chan and shit like that. Um, and three songs were picked out in particular, including monster breaking news and keep your head up. were all specifically mm-hmm. pointed out. There were fan, a lot of fans were like, nah, that's not fucking Michael. I know Michael and that ain't him mm-hmm. in, in, in 2012, even his daughter Paris starts to agree. Uh, and she like publicly says it. Um, so shit's starting to get real. Um, in 2014, a fan named Vera Sorova, Sorora, hold on, my handwriting is terrible. Vera Sorova, what is it? Sorova, that's it. In 2014, a class action lawsuit was brought by the fan Vera Sorova um, against the creators of the tracks, the producers, uh, who are longtime friends of Michael, the Cassios brothers, and a man named James Porter, Porte, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, James Porte, and against the record label being like, that's not fucking Michael, and a bunch of fans signed on, they were like, we want fucking, we want our money back, like, this ain't cool, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. And so they called bullshit right off the bat. Oh, so like, even after that, dude, like, the after the lawsuit comes out, even his mother, Catherine Jackson, starts to say, like, that ain't my boy. Wow. Yeah, dude. So when you got like family members and shit, it's kind of like, ooh, what? Right. Like the the fact that like the members of his family started coming out and be like, hey, uh, that's not our, you know, that's not our man. And they're making money off it too. Like I'm sure, you know, right. that, that shit go, they, they get royalties from that. You know, the Jackson estate, like they're taking care of, I'm sure. Right. Right. Um, of course they, they must be. In the lawsuit, Miss Sarova uh, set, names a man named Jason I can't, I, I couldn't decide if it was Malachi or Malachi. I think Malachi, okay. Jason Malachi sounds really bad. I like Malachi. Yeah. Sounds badass. If, if your name is Malachi, Mr. Mal, Mal, Mr. Malachi, then I apologize. But you know, we're, we're, we're trying, we're trying to make you sound awesome. Malachi is just a really J- strong. J- Jason Malachi sounds like a porn name. So. I, was, I was thinking porn star or like action star, like the rock, like the Dwayne, the rock Jackson with Jason Malachi in yes. ghost Absolutely. singer. Like, <laughs> or or just some WWF wrestler, Jason Malachi. Oh, yo, that would be pretty dope. That'd be pretty, yeah. te- they could be a techno producer as well. Jason Malachi sounds yeah. like a really tough techno producer, like some really That's mean right, 140 tough. BPM. Yeah, fucking shaved head. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> yeah. Wears really tight black t-shirts only. All the time. And like plung- right. plunging Vs. Like you got to see right, the like. Super cut up so it doesn't matter. Definitely. He's got like Vegeta tits. Like, you know. Exactly. Like, like- <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so now that we have a nice picture, of Jason yes, Malachi. yes, yes. In, in reality, Jason Malachi is a very soft, very sweet-looking man. Um, but, but he's a he's a pop singer. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that's actually let's let, let's bump some of his stuff real quick. I actually have a song of his. This is an original um, of his called "Critical."
Interesting. Very interesting. Right. And you can kind of hear, you can hear that boy went to school for Jackson. Like you could, you could tell like, like, he, oh yeah, he went to the school of Michael. Yeah. Hey, he's a very good singer. Um, right. He, he, he has, an, he's incredibly talented, but he yes. has this, this, this quality to his voice. Mm hmm. Uh, and he is That's also that. known to now. I don't know in many of the things that I read, and like I said, like maybe fifteen minutes worth of reading went into this. So I read like three or four sources at most, <laughs> just like quick articles mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but there were mostly good sites. Like I'll, I'll post them in the description. But like you know, again, I got I got Rolling Stone in there. I got some Newsweek and shit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't know. He he was called a Jackson impersonator many times. Now I don't know if this is like okay. a side gig for him, and he like they're they're calling him out on that in just because of the way that you know they're trying to uh, write the articles a certain way but you know he does have his own career um everyone should check out his music um if this man's is getting work as a ghost singer then we should definitely support him in his original work so that this doesn't happen anymore and he doesn't have to do ghost production projects to pay the rent but because he he does have some genuinely like you know some very delicate nuanced pop songs in there yeah dude fucking that I, I was bumping a couple of them just like you know just casually every now and again just like oh who the fuck is this guy like it's it's nothing it's nothing I would buy it's nothing I would remix but the man is good at his job he does what he's he does talented, well yes, yes he's very good in twenty fourteen or no sorry twenty eleven Jason did say on social media sheesh guys. I guess it's time to confess. I've lied to many people, including someone today. But it was me. It was me who sang, breaking news, keep your head up, monster, and stay. I had an agreement with the record company, and now the cat is out of the bag. Sorry to all my fans and fellow Michael Jackson fans. The post was quickly deleted, and management, it was quick to say that his page was hacked. Uh-huh. 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 Mm-hmm. Is that right? Hey, girl. Hey, girl, you up? <laughs> oh, sorry. That, that wasn't me. Yeah, right. So I, I put my phone down. My boy got it. Oh, no. I, I tripped while I was changing, and my dick got sent to you, like, 15 times. It, I had my exactly. camera on oh, rapid no. fire. Oh, like, just, like, it just, just, yeah. it just, just everywhere. Like, I'm sorry. Like, total accident. I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I would, I would, accidental. I would never do that. Like, what, who, no, who does that? That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always a fucking hacker, isn't it? Right. <laughs> I know. And, the, the, yeah. and like, don't get me wrong. Like, Jason works very hard. Um, and I know, I don't know how big his fan base is or anything like this, but I don't think the man's is big enough to really warrant that kind of like, why would like, okay. And and like the, don't get me wrong. The conspiracy nuts on this are fucking nuts. So maybe some wild ass four channer did do some shit, but I don't know. It just seems more likely to me that, that, that was probably honest and something he just shouldn't have said. <laughs> yeah. That just seems like the more likely scenario to me, but I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know a lot about this guy. If any of y'all are, are Jason Malachi, Jason Malachi fans, please like, you know, c- correct us. <laughs> this is, I, yeah, seriously. I, I know I've said in the past that we don't give a fuck about corrections, but in this case we really do. Cause we're just, we're just talking here. This, this is just for funsies. Exactly. So that's the background of the story. And already, like, you know, Seth, what do you think so far? Um, so when I listened to Monster, like I said, like I, I didn't, I didn't quite believe it was Michael up until the last forty-five seconds of the song, and then I heard um, him start doing like the growls and the riffing and stuff like that, and I was like, okay, like you know, like I was more convinced, but like it's still when I my first reaction when I heard it was that's not Michael. In addition to that, I also am I'm, I'm always reticent to believe somebody saying like, "Oh, sorry, my shit was hacked." That wasn't me. It's like, no, you might have just said something dumb. Yep, 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 yep. You know, like you might have just said some dumb shit. That is a provable lie. You know what I mean? Like when when some when you like, if somebody really wants to go to the trouble to figure out if you were or were not hacked, um, they could probably do that. You know, if it was a big enough deal, 
and you like were in violation of a contract because of what you said, like that's a provable lie with the right investigative tools. That's so a, like, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good point. You know, so, so, so like I'm, I'm always, it's a little reticent to believe it when they are like, oh shit, shit was hacked. It's like, all right, well, you know, if it's, if it's that big a deal, then like show us the IP address. Yeah. Right. Who did it? Yeah. Name, 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 anyway. you know, at me, at them, bro. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. I couldn't find the original article because the source article was an article by Variety magazine. The article was originally published on a Friday or was on a Thursday, but then was updated the very next day. This is August 23rd and 24th of 2018. So like last month, actually not even like, like, yeah, well, yeah, like last, last month ish. Originally, the article said that like Sony admitted in court that the three tracks that we were talking about, Breaking News, Monster, and Keep Your Head Up, contained vocals that were not actually by Michael Jackson. And then the company fired back quickly in a statement Friday morning. I could not find the exact quote, like I said, because I'm sure that Variety magazine heard from some fucking lawyers and they were told like, yo, correct your shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And also like, you're going to print our rebuttal and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Cause fucking major label lawyers do not fuck around like that. Nope. Nope. And also like variety Mac, like I'm, I'm not hip to like cool publications, but like, I know variety is like at least a name brand, you know, like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's big enough to give a fuck about if you were a major, but the, Updated statement was, and this it does get interesting here. No one has conceded that Michael Jackson did not sing on the songs, said Zia Modaber. Modaber. <laughs> hey. uh, said Zia Modaber of Katten Muchin, what the, I can't even pronounce it, Rosenman LLP, who is representing both Sony Music and the Jackson Estate in this matter. The hearing Tuesday was about whether the First Amendment protects Sony music in the estate, and there has been no ruling on the issue of whose voice is on the recordings. Okay. That's from Sony's defense. Like, that's from the people representing them. So, like, not even they're saying, like, no, 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 it was was Michael. There's just no ruling. I don't know. I could I could be adding two and two and getting five, but I know that lawyers have like very very careful word choices for very you know careful reasons. So I I I think this statement was you know carefully worded um, to neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. It just sounds. I don't know, man. It's not a no. It's not like they're saying no, no, no. no, It's definitely Michael. Um, No, exactly. Like that's that's part of my issue with it. You know what I mean? Like. It's not a. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not a hard rebuttal. It's not like a. It's not. No, it's not. And there's no proof. Oh, and that's the other thing. I forgot to mention this. The co- uh, the Casios brothers and uh, James Porte, the producers of those three tracks, said that they recorded those tracks in like 2007 with Michael in uh, the Casios brothers' basement. Now, they have no proof of this, and they were unable to uh, show it in court. So that's an, okay. that's another thing that's like you don't have like like I I fuck up and you know delete demos and shit you know like everyone you know uh, I'll, like, I'll, come on, I'll, I'll I'll delete project files but like first of all you're gonna delete a Michael Jackson project file in 2007 what the really? fuck come on what the fuck what are you, what are you <laughs> really. Uh, yeah, like like in thinking? in this era where like you can get a terabyte for like what fifty bucks like like come on now like what that doesn't make any damn sense if this were like some no name producer or, you know some no name act I I would conceive that they didn't have a hard drive or a backup or something right. but like you're gonna tell me you didn't have backups from Michael fucking Jackson. <laughs> that's, 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 that's weak, weak, weak bullshit. I'm saying, drink, so, drink for weak, drink for weak, drink, weak drink for weak ass bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if you delete like the, even if you delete the tracks or the project file, there's there's still data, you know. There's still like the demos you exported. There's still like you can you can you know these are the stems I we received that we you know that we recorded individually before we brought them into the project file. These are you know what I mean. Right. There's there's something. Um, 
So like yes. the fact that the, it's just completely clean, like dog ate my homework type shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> right. Totally. totally. Um, and especially like producers on this level. Like if, if this, if this is true, that is some amateur level one fucking fuckery. Right. Like that's, that's what I'm saying though, man, is like, they're like no professional in their right mind doesn't have like multiple redundant backups of something that important. Yeah. Like it. It's like, it's that, that to me, like for, like from somebody who's supposed to be considered an expert, this is not a feasible, it's not a feasible explanation you've, in my mind. You've got living history on your microphone and you're not like taking three or four backups immediately. Like, <laughs> right. Like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I, uh, uh, it blows my mind. So yeah. anyway. Um, that's where it's at. And so the, you know, we're, we're still waiting to hear, I can get into the court case and everything, you know, blah, blah, blah. I encourage mm-hmm. everyone to check it up if they're, check out, check up on it if they're really interested. Um, it is kind of interesting. Um, there's a couple parts where I confess, like, I'm not smart enough to get the legalese going on, but mm-hmm. generally from what I follow, like there's some good arguments on both sides legally if we, you know, but just cause you can, you know, what's legal doesn't necessarily mean that's real, but also conspiracy is just really fun to play with. So I don't know what to believe. What do you think, Seth? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems, it, it seems like there's a cover up going on, you know, like yeah. that's just how it feels like, and that's, and, and yeah, like that. Everything in there is just too is too shady. Like there's if there's no like hard rebuke. There's you know like they apparently they're apparently losing files that they don't have backed up. Files that live only in one place. It's like yo, I yeah. I just I don't I don't believe it. You got family members saying like that's not my brother. That's not my or sorry that's not my dad. That's not my son. Like that's wild. Yeah, because like the thing is is like nowhere are they being like. Nowhere are there being like, this is not true and here's the proof. Yep. No, like there's no, like they're, they're all just being like, well, legally this is what's going on, you know? And like whenever, whenever somebody devolves into strictly legal language, like to like for this, like, you know, to manipulate an argument, it's like, okay, like this, you're, you're hiding something. Right. Uh, It, it just feels really shady. It does. It just does. I, I agree. Intellectually. You know, whenever I was like looking, trying to you know wrap my head around the the legalese and all that, I, I I was like, okay, there's there's something, there's some stuff in here. But the whole time, my heart was right there with you. I I don't know, man. It just doesn't feel right. It just don't feel right at all. It just doesn't. What up, guys? Run DMT here, reminding you to join our mailing list. You can do so by heading over to killyouregonow.com and click the Join Us tab. Please do so to get exclusive offers, downloads, releases, freebies, all kinds of stuff, plus a lot of information about what we have coming up on the horizon. Check it out. You won't be sad. Bye. Hola, Run DMT here, proud to announce a brand new podcast called The Genre Fix. Every week I'm diving into a different style of electronic music and figuring out what makes it tick. Check it out every other Wednesday, or as I call them, podcast day, opposite of sex, drugs, and drink tickets. And head over to KillYourEgoNow.com for more goodies. Take care, boy. So then the question is, all right, let's, let's assume it is for a minute. All right. It is, it has, what, what was the phrase there? There, while there has been no ruling on the issue of whose voice it is on the recordings, let's pass judgment for a moment and just say yeah. that it's say that fucking Jason did it. Jason Malachi is this new ghost singing Michael Jackson. Why? Why are they covering up? Why? Why don't they just call it like a collab? Why don't? What's 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 the problem with admitting this, Seth? Why? Why to to our uneducated listeners? Why can't we talk about ghost producers and ghost singers? It's Halloween. It's perfect time to talk about these things. Yeah, right. Oh man, so spooky. Ghost producers. It's such a touchy subject, man. So, it's like, what, first of all, let's talk about for for people who don't know, what is a ghost? Pre- what is a ghost musician? So yes, a ghost producer is. Is somebody is is a ghost producer is a mercenary who is willing to give up all their rights to a piece of music, um, generally for a flat fee, um, so that that piece of music can be released by 
some other larger artist who doesn't have the time or the skill or whatever to produce that piece of music. Um, and so like there, you know, there are a lot of cases with EDM artists or DJ or DJs who start producing in, you know, in like, especially in commercial EDM where you start to find out, Oh, like they don't actually make their own music. Somebody who signed away all of their rights made this track. Um, ghost producer, ghost producers, ghost, ghost writers, ghost musicians, etc., is a way for artists to generate content without having to actually spend the time to generate the content. So it's like uh, having someone else do their homework. Exactly. It's like having somebody write your essay for you. It's Work. the same idea. So, um, and it's not, but it's not plagiarism because it's not stealing because they're getting paid for it. Right. It's like, yes. you just have like, you know, it's the same way when somebody pays me to mix or master a track, it's like they go to a writer and they're like, Hey, I need you to write this, this track. And like, maybe they'll give input. Maybe they won't. Maybe they're just buying it outright and, and taking, you know, buying out all their rights. You know, it, it can work in all kinds of different ways, but the, the, the like, you know, the underlying thing here is that basically it's it's having somebody write your essay for you. So are there times whenever like it's okay to have a ghost producer where it's like, can you think of examples where people have like teams of writers that help them write tracks and shit? Are those ghost producers? No, they're not because those people are getting a percentage of those, they have a percentage of that track. They either like either have a percentage of the master, or they have a percentage of publishing, or of the you know, percentage of the sound of the sound recording. Something, right? They get something. Um, and what that means is that if that track does well, like it's basically just a show of good faith that you get credited and you get a piece of the pie. And so if that track goes on to sell, you know, however million copies, or you know, or gets you know a hundred million streams and generates a bunch of revenue, like you get a piece and you get a piece, like you know oftentimes in perpetuity. Um, and so you'll just get a cut of this shit forever. And so like, you know, 20 years later, you might still be able to have a comfortable living off of a track that still gets a solid, like, you know, 3 million rotations every month because of, you know, oldies playlists or whatever, or, you know, like shit like that. So it's like, you know, that's, so that's a little different, you know, cause you're getting recognition of someone's due diligence. Somebody worked on that track. They they wrote what they wrote, and they're getting a piece. So they get credited, and then they get royalties. That's the defining point, exactly. right? Royalties and, and the money aspect. Royalties is the big deal there because yeah. rather than taking a flat fee, they can keep making money off of that track. Thank you for tuning into this episode of like Mister Rogers' secret fucking music business 101 okay <laughs> excellent explanation <laughs> seth drink drink for excellent excellent explanation drink um so now that y'all know kind of what the basic idea behind this shit is it's not black and white we got to talk about some of the gray areas too so because i need more wine <laughs> <laughs> this this is a tough convo for especially producers because there's so much of this shit going on and it does get murky real quick. It gets very murky. So um, like, and, and everyone has an opinion about it. You know, that's the, Oh, that's for the sure. Opinion. For sure. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people are perfectly okay with ghost producers. So like, which is, which is worth mentioning. Yeah. And like, you know, there's some, there's some like blurred examples, like for example, and you know, there, there are ghost production can be an in for talented producers who don't really know, uh, you know, maybe don't live near places where they can network or maybe don't have the resources to really like market themselves properly or stuff like that. It generates income. So you're making, you know, you're paying rent, doing your job, honing your craft and you're making connections right. at the same time. So it, it yes, is a good it way. Is, it, it, it is a very good way for a talented, for talented producers to, who maybe don't want or aren't, you know, aren't in a position to attain the limelight, it's a good way for them just to have a solid middle-class living. Yes. Like that's pretty much what my life is right now. You know, like I, like I tour with like medium sized electronic artists and I do corporate audio the rest of the time. And I do mixes and masters on the side. And that piece together is like a pretty decent middle-class living only doing what I do. There you go. That's what's up. You know, not knocking, not knocking any spooky ghost producers out there who nope. are, or who are, only, only respect who are hustling. Fucking do your shit, but like you deserve better. We love you. <laughs> um, 
So, but also there's some other examples as well that are like a little more public, but at the same time, not. One example that I really like to talk about is uh, Cruella um, from, they, I forget, it was the, it was their debut album. I forget, it might've been self-titled. I forget what the, what the name of it was, but they, they did a track, a proper track listing and everything. And they like listed all the producers that helped out. So it was, it was like small, it was there, but like you had to look for it kind of thing. And so yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know if it was split up like royalties and stuff like that, but like, you know, when you look at uh-huh. the, when you look at the people who are involved, like Rain Man is a fucking genius producers. And while those girls are hell of a, hell of performers and they got pipes, um, I do believe personally Rain Man and, and the other producers that were listed did most of the work on the actual tracks themselves. Not knocking their talent. Fucking, I fucks with Cruella, but just saying. Just, uh, just, just saying it out loud. Yeah. Um, and so like you got a guy like Dallas K who I saw multiple times on the album. And if you check out Dallas K, fucking he is ridiculously talented. Um, fucking, very, very talented. Yeah, he should be like, like he's 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 been getting some good numbers and like, you know, he's been kicking ass more recently, but he should be a much bigger name than he is. Uh, oh, yeah. And, but like he like honestly, like I don't think a lot of people realize that when they listen to Cruella, they're listening to a lot of Dallas K as well as a lot of other talented producers that they're probably not thinking of. So they're not like, that's a, that's a good point. It's not like, like full ghost production, but almost, you know, and I'm sure that I, I, yeah, I, I don't know, you know about, yeah, you know, I don't know how the math broke down in those contracts either. So I don't know. Right. And so, yeah. So like it's, and the thing is, is it's definitely ghost producing. Like it's, it's frowned upon and it's like it kind of it just it peels back the curtain for a lot of people yeah. you know and that like that a lot of people like by itself people a lot of people can't handle um, just the idea that like oh like wait Taylor Swift didn't write this song herself yep or like like Beyonce, you know? and like the number of writers that go into a Beyonce track and I dude we everyone who's listening yep. You, you do not understand how much Seth and I love Beyonce. We fucking we adore like we, Beyonce. We, we both, we worship and study her. For sure. Um, she yes. is a god. She is a fucking god. Um, we, we, when Seth and I lived together, we actually made a point to like listen to Beyonce every morning before. Every morning go, over coffee. Damn Between straight. Coffee, Jays, and, and Beyonce. Yeah, and fucking that's just, woke, that's just how we woke up. It was dope. And that's like right... That's right when she dropped the album that had like that had partition on it and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's, oh, it, was, it was just a great time to uh, a great time to listen to Beyonce. You know, dude, I heard she she like rented out the uh, Museum of Science in Boston <laughs> to like take her kid there. Oh, shit. And they like, I I genuinely thought for a full like five minutes of applying for a job there just so I could be like get get be the person to serve her that one night and just <laughs> queen yep. like like do you need a do you need a carpet to walk on because I'm here. Like, you know, I'm dude, here, right? Exactly. Dude, dude, I will, I will inchworm along on the ground so that you can have a carpet to walk on. Do you need your boots <laughs> cleaned or, or licked? Cause I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like anything. No problem. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Just to be in the, in the presence of. Yes, for real. Uh, anyway, we can, we can worship her all day. Um, drink, exactly. drink for the queen. You go on. That's right. Drink for the queen. Okay. So oh, yeah, back on it. So. So the reason why I, I was talking to uh, um, some A&R reps, some like homies, some other homies that are like deep in the ship. For those of you who don't know, uh, A&R means artisan repertoire. Those are like artist scouts. Um, yes. These are the guys that like, like try to find up a coming talent and get them booked and build them up, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. So I was talking to a homie who I didn't get permission to use his name. So I don't know if I can, uh, but he's from overseas. He's a wonderful man from Germany uh, who now works in uh, LA and New York city. Um, and he's managing a couple of artists and like, he's helped me with a couple of projects on my own. He, he's fucking brilliant. Um, and he's, he's a good man. He's doing his thing. Yeah. And he's in the trenches. He's fucking in the shit. I think I'm going to try to get him on the show at some point. Cause he's fucking brilliant. He's a wonderful human being, but I was talking to him about this shit. Of course, he already knew about the story and everything. He's already on it because it's way more relevant to him than it is to us. But mm-hmm. uh, he was—he was like, "Well, you know why we can't talk about it?" And I was like, "Well, what do you mean, bro?" And he's like, "Because it would open the floodgates. If Sony were to admit that they uh, that, that 
Jackson was produced. Like this is you know living hit. Well, was living history. This is this is a huge fucking deal. I mean, the guys like the Beatles, Elvis, etc. Um, like literally, when you Google Michael Jackson, Elvis pops up too. Like like it, yep. <laughs> um, so if that were to get admitted, then that opens the floodgates to so many other projects. Among the projects that are, are, you know, that get named in these conversations are some really fucking big ones. Biggest one that most people would know of, and I really hope this doesn't ever ruin my chance of meeting him. Uh, God fucking damn it, I do love him, and I hate him at the same time, but uh, uh, Diplo comes up a lot in these conversations because his schedule is so ridiculous. The man is like touring constantly, managing a label, running a radio stream. He is his own A and R rep. He was, you know, helping write a television. He's he's working with his television series and all that shit, as well as Major Laser, uh, Diplo, as well as Jack U. Uh, his project with Skrillex. So he's doing like, like he does so much. The, the the productivity and the hustle is fucking crazy, and so a lot of people. And I, I want to believe Diplo is Superman so badly because I love his tracks. But when does the man find time to write music? I would love to watch, like, in Diplo, if you ever hear this, I love you to pieces. But, man, like, like it'd be really sick to, like, watch, like, like a day in your life, like, actually. And, like, but at the same time, I, you're so big, man, and I'm so little— I don't know if the conspiracy head in me will trust it if I were to see it, but I want to believe you're Superman. Ugh, you're so cool. So, and something, <laughs> something I will, I will say to that too is like, um, and it, this is a little bit devil's advocate here, right? Yeah. So, like, I agree with you in a sense that his his schedule is ridiculous, but because artists work on album cycles, because you know, because everyone is working on cycles like that. Yeah. Um, and like, obviously, it's a little different when you're a guy like Diplo. Can you can you tell me more about album cycles? Yeah. So basically when you're, when you're writing, when you're putting an album out, right? So like you basically, you put the album out, you tour on it for, you know, for whatever length of time, mm-hmm. then you, then you stop touring, you write again, mm-hmm. put out another, you put out the album, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Right. So an artist, recording artist, artists who are like doing that a lot, get on, get on pretty regimented schedules, right? They get on, you know, a pretty regular, like, okay, I'm going to put the album out in the fall. We're going to tour in the spring. We're going to do festivals in the summer. Yeah. And then we're going to do, and we're, you know, maybe we'll do another tour the next year where we'll do something slightly different, but still similar enough. And we, you know, we still have this thing out, but we put out a couple of new tracks and we can redo our production a little bit and still play almost the same set. And da, 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 you know, um, word. And then, then, then they take some time off, they write, they put the music out, and they do it all over again, right? And so, like, there, there is some time allotted in, in most artists' lives um, to take time and write. And I, I, will, um, I will shout out my, my friends, The Knox, who just put a new album out on, uh, on last Friday. Uh, it's, the, it's their second release, and they took a whole bunch of time off the road to write it, and it shows in the finished product because there's not a single bad track on there. Um, I look forward to that. I love the Knox. They're great. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. They changed it up um, a little bit in this new one. But like the, the the point there is that like a lot of artists, they, you know, like right now Diplo is all, all over Instagram posting, the, you know, him like laying on, you know, on the beach in paradise with a couple of ladies around him. Like I guarantee that that's him just like going into his dojo, fucking do like chilling by day and then writing music and DJing by night. Man, I hope so. He's probably going to do that for like three weeks and bang out like 30 tracks and then he'll whittle that down to like seven or nine and then all of those will get put out. Man, I hope so. I really love Diplo and so I want to believe, I I, kind of feel like believing in Diplo is a little bit like believing in Santa Claus and I want to believe in Diplo really badly and a lot of people are talking mad shit about Diplo and I'm like, "Mm." Well, so here's here's another thing, right? And this is like- Giving me doubt. Doubt in Santa Claus. I don't like it. Sorry. So here's, this is is another thing that I will mention now. And so like- and so, like you know, guys, I've I've mentioned I've mentioned in the past that I'm in you know I'm an engineer, and I, so I, I travel around with with like I said, medium sized electronic artists who do like the live hybrid thing, and I run sound for them, and that's pretty much you know a lot the majority of my of my work. Um, so I get to hang with a lot of these guys behind the scenes, um, and something that like I have seen is certain producers being like, well, you know, 
we're we're trying to turn out as much work as we possibly can, but we just like we just can't like fabricate that much inspiration to just like keep turning music out and out and out and out. So we reach out to tons of our friends and are like, hey, send us shit. Just send us shit. You got you got like you, you had like a, a weird guitar riff that you laid down that you don't know what to do with, send it to us. Hmm. Like So is know? that is that now okay, this kind of gets into like this is a whole other conversation, but but so hold on before we get to that though, um, no God, there's so much here. This is great. Ugh, my brain is exploding from all these uh, all the things here. This is deep, real deep, deep house, deep, um, so deep. Von D. One eighteen BPM. Deep. This is like this is like some thirty hertz fucking. Uh, no, no, this is like twenty five hertz. You can't even hear this shit. You can only feel it in your soul. Just feel it in your lungs. Um, So if if, if I write a guitar riff, right, and I send it your way, and you build a track around that guitar riff, I don't think that's ghost production. I think that's you were inspired by something. Yes. As long as you work it out with me ahead of time to be like, hey, can I use this guitar riff? I think it's cool, and I made a thing. You know, that's like, that's dope. What I'm saying is that that's one way that more than one producer that I've interacted with manages to taste to stay prolific uh, they just try to get as much fucking source material coming their way as humanly possible and maybe they didn't make the source material but they take it and they fuck with it and they do their thing run with eventually it. they make a track out of it that's fucking cool again this is giving me more faith in santa claus this is great i like this this is a wonderful so episode. like yeah so like you know diplo may very well have that relationship with a bunch of different people like diplo may very well have I'm an sure active splice folder with fucking skrillex know with kanye who may have one going with fucking you know like bay. people we don't you know t- yeah bay people who, whose names we don't know drink um, for bay you know like like dope i'm sure that there are dope like producer engineers who we don't know who are behind the scenes just like making shit and, and you know just like getting fucking writer like writer producer credit on diplo tracks so i really like this conversation because we have like like yeah, we gotta we, keep moving we, no, 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 no 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 i wouldn't say that i mean we have like the deep dark side of it as well as like the more positive mm. like we're, we're exploring the murky waters here this is good this uh, is true this is true and so now we got to go back to the dark side for a minute because we got to talk right. about the consequences if michael jackson and this is the punchline to what my homie was saying um to bring it way back way back in the time machine um so if that were to get admitted that someone as big as Michael Jackson were, you know, they, they ghost, uh, they had a ghost singer for his uh, vocals that open and fans and that fans are owed money because of that. Like they, they purchased a product that was, they were lied to. So they, if they admit to the lie, that's false advertising. Um, right. As well, it you know, totally is. And so you, you just, yeah. So because of that, it opens floodgates to so many other producers. The reason why I doubted St. Diplo was because you hear so much uh, talk of this shit going on about almost everybody at some point. You, you know, well, not everybody. Like, you, you certainly hear more names than others. Uh, Diplo is a common one you hear. Carnage is a common, common one you hear. Oh, I heard, I've heard Excision a couple times. I don't believe that one. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that one. Carnage, I believe. <laughs> I, I believe that I, I saw that tutorial what was it very 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 much stronger very something? very way more stronger yeah that's it he, for those of you who are producers this, this guy is a this guy's a producer he's kind of a joke uh, he, he he did a tutorial a production tutorial for a gear company and the tutorial was so bad and everyone made fun of it uh, so much that it became a meme and they like, they pulled the, they pulled the endorsement, removed the video and uh, n- replaced it with one by Metro Boomin, which was way better. Cause he's fucking sick. It is dumb. Those are, those are three that I've heard. Oh, popular music. Drake. Uh, he, we were mm-hmm. talked about him in the XXX and Tassian episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. We talked about those allegations fucking when X called him out for that shit, as well as uh, other produce, as well as some other rappers have before. I forget who Meek Meek did that shit. That was uh, that yeah. that beef back to back. God, can you think of any off the dome? Um. Oh, man. So like I mean, the the big ones lately were like were. We're Drake. You know, the biggest one lately is Drake, right? People are, are accusing Drake of using ghost producers. Um, I know there's some shit with Hardwell at one point. Oh, um, word. Yeah. I forgot about that. Know, that was the whole thing. Um, there's a lot of talk about with Diplo. Um, 
there is a lot of talk about with Tiesto. Yes. Tiesto gets a lot of shit about Ghost Yes, you are right. Tiesto does get a lot of shit about Ghost Production. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard as, some shit about Afrojack. Um, I'm not as much of a househead as you. That's why I'm not thinking of these names. You're right. Yeah, and like, man, like in, in the big room shit, it's like it's really popular. You know, there's like the super commercial stuff. It's very common. Yeah, word. Yeah. Word, 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 word. Yeah. So, all right, Seth. Um, I got two other things I want to talk about here real quick. Very, very badly. Okay. All right. So yeah, one, you know, um, do you, do you, do you happen to have any candles in your house? Uh, I think I got at least one over here. So I'm, I'm going to go get a candle and you should go get a candle cause we're going to have a ghost producer seance. Okay. And we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're it's, it's Halloween season, you know, it just, it just yep. seems appropriate, you know? It's yeah. It seems like it's that All time. Right. All right, we're, put we're, that down. Let me get a lighter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fine overhead light off. I'm a fine one too. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. One sec. One sec. While we're setting up our ritualistic spaces, you know, I feel like we should clear the air, Seth, and just be totally, totally honest with ourselves, you know, and vulnerable before our audience, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So, would you ever consider ghost producing? For someone, would I ever consider ghost producing for someone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who? What? What? What would be the circumstances in which you would say yes? And anything goes. Um, you know, it basically it it would have to be a very low investment, high reward situation. You know, if that's that's the only scenario I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine uh, actually doing like doing ghost production because. Um, have to be. I would have to be relinquishing rights to material that I really didn't give a shit about, and it have to be for an artist who I did not necessarily trust was going to be a good investment, right? So, like, um, I feel like if if I'm gonna do something for somebody and like be like, no, 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 like you don't have to pay me like a large sum of money up front, like you can just pay me a royalty on this. Like, I have to be confident that this is going to be, that like Mike, that this is going to be able to be leveraged into some kind of, you know, some kind of income. And that they're um, actually going to pay up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that, like the, you know, that because they can tell me all they want. They're like, Oh, this is going to do really fucking great. It's going to get tons of streams on Spotify. Ooh, what if it doesn't, you know, like, what if it, what if it gets like 700,000, but it doesn't quite hit, you know, it doesn't quite like, it doesn't get the same 10 million that your other tracks get because it doesn't play this well. Cause it's like, Aaron, doesn't like that much, you know, like whatever. Yep. Um, so it's like in that situation, it's like, you know what? Just like pay me up front. Fucking don't attach my name to it anywhere because I don't want people to know that I worked on it. That's a big, a big caveat there, right? That I don't want people to know that I worked on it. Yep. Um, yep. That's that. That is a big piece of it for me. Um, is that like it has to be a situation where basically not only am I willing to part with the shit, but I don't want my name on the project anyway. Normally, whenever I've like have sold beats or whatever, like I that's that's normally I'm just like, well, like you're a small artist. I guess I thought of it that way without really thinking about it. I just viewed it in terms of scale as opposed to like, like, no, nah, you suck. Or like, <laughs> well, it's not even no, nah, you suck. You know, it's just like, it's like, all right, like, do I, do I believe in this track? You know, like, do I believe in what uh, I'm doing? Right all right, now? word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. You know, like, do I, do I actually like, do I want to believe in it and have to actually invest a piece of myself in it? Or can I just phone it in and take the money? Yep. What's, what's your stance? I, it would have to be. Cause I can only write well for things that I give a fuck about. And like, you know, like you, you write like, okay. you write like 30 things and then like, well, that's, you write like 30 things and there's like five projects that you go after. And then like of those five projects, there's like three that are like, okay, where this is like, we'll turn into something, you know? But then, but then you've got, you know, then you've got 27 projects that you can pick from that if you decide to finish them and give them to somebody else, like if they want them, they can fucking have them. Yeah, but I, I don't know. So if I got a good, I mean, obviously the paycheck, paycheck were dope enough and it were not creatively draining because like I, yeah. I, I just won't do it if it's not grabbing me. Um, right, exactly. I, I have to, saying. I have to get hype about it. Draining. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, maybe if it were something different, I don't know. I, it, it, I'd have to time and place it. Generally, my moral stance is no, but my professional sense mm-hmm. is like, mm, let's talk about it. <laughs> like, I'll listen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And like, you know, I, I definitely, th- in a way, I think about it the same way that I think about making music for 
um, for a film, for like a, you know, for like some kind of visual content, a film or a, you know, or a short video or something like that is like, all right, like, you know, do you like, what are you paying for here? Like, do you want me, you know, like, do you just want something that's going to be pretty behind this shit? Like, all right, cool. Like I'll just, I'll play some chords. I'll make some cool sound design. I'll copy and paste it a few times. Bing, bang, boom. Pay me my $500 and I'll see you later. Yes. You know, yeah. like I think about it in the same way. Well, I don't know, guys. If y'all have any thoughts or opinions, please holler at us. Fucking sex, drugs, and drink tickets on social medias, or feel free to holler at us on our own pages. I am Wubson. Um, that's Wubson Official on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. If you want to bump my beats, check them out on Spotify, uh, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to tunes. I got a sweet EP coming out with Malleable Music named Demonology um, for this Halloween, so I hope y'all enjoy it. Uh, Seth, yeah, yeah, what do you yeah, yeah. got coming up? Where can we reach you at? Um, you can find me on the Instagram, the, the Twitter, at DamnSethDaniel. Um, you can find me behind front of house with various <laughs> artists. Um, as I always say, if you come to front of house and ask me if I am in fact that guy, I'll buy you a beer. Um, I'll be on tour for all of November. So if you are, uh, in, so check out Shalou, that's S-H-A-L-L-O-U. Check out his tour dates. If you're in any of the cities, you should come through. Hey, everyone should just always go up to their front of house and ask if Seth is there from now on. I just want to make it a thing. Just anyone who listens to this, no matter what show you go to, just go and ask and maybe he'll be there. You know, if nothing, if worse comes to worse, maybe we'll meet another Seth who runs sound and, you know, y'all could like duel to the death for who do right? the best. Right, then we'd have to kill him. Yeah, exactly. you would. Absolutely. Just have to eat his heart. <laughs> That's right. It's no other option. All right, guys, on that note, we're going to turn off the lights. Um, Seth, I'm going to... Ghost producer seance. Yeah, I can't, like, I can't hold your hand, so I guess I'm going to, like, hold my the edges of my laptop. And, and right, exactly. you know, I can, I can, you, you have such a strong presence. I can, I can feel it through mm. the, the internet, just, just streaming right through me. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. All just right. like, just like these spooky, these spooky candles I have. Lit. Oh, yes. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, ghost producers of past and present. We call upon you for strength and inspiration to make the dopest beats that anyone has ever heard in the history of history. We call upon you to lend us your strength. Not to go spruce for others, but to make sick ass beats under our own names because I'd be really sick if y'all thought that you would be given the credit that you deserve because you were really talented individuals. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we gotta blow them out. Excellent. Excellent. Woo! Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> In some way, something knocked us off the air, and we're on a backup system now. It's uh, the government, or... I don't know. It has to be something, though. What's up, guys? Run DMT here, proud to bring you a brand new podcast. I'm calling it The Genre Fix. Each episode, I'm going to be diving deep into a different style of electronic music and giving you a little taste of what it is about that style that I like, what made it historically relevant, and I'll be doing so through a guided mix for y'all. So be sure to tune in every other Wednesday, opposite of sex, drugs, and drink tickets, right here on the Kill Your Ego Network. Take care, guys. Peace.